This pot smells delicious and it's the base for our ultimate beef stew. Now we're talking about beef stew. Beef stew. Try this beef stew. Try this beef stew. New in Vogue, y'all. This joint is fire. Let's go. Party people in the place to be. Okay. We're experiencing technical, We're experiencing technical difficulties Please right now. Stand by. Let's go. These two radio. Well, anyway, once again, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. For all you guys that's watching, I have my gracious co-host with me today, my man, the Kappa in the yes, building sir. with me. We going to interview a lovely young lady today. Her name is um, Antoinette. She's a legend, you know what I'm saying, in the hip-hop game. And we also got... And if you think I couldn't hear you, keep calling.
I'm your uh, old DJ Big Stu with my man in charge right next to me, the capper in the building. Welcome to the show. How you feeling, bro? I'm good, man. I'm glad to be upon it. You know, I pop in, pop out, I'll be on for a minute like a bird on the, on the yacht. But today, today I'm going to relax a little longer. For those of y'all that don't know, we call the cap of the man upstairs. He rarely, rarely makes an appearance, less it's a problem. But it's not a problem today. He's just here chilling, having fun today. And on today's show, we got a special, special guest. You want to introduce the very special guest on the show? You want to let them know who we're going to have yeah, on the show no later? No doubt, man. We got a legend slash pioneer. Man, this, this artist is off the hook who was dubbed and crowned the female rock hymn. Yeah. The Lyricist. pioneer legend, lyricist, Antoinette. Yes. She's going to be in the building, and she she has a book called All That Glitter. So she's going to talk about a book. It's a full, it's a full memoir, and we're going to get <laughs> into some of the content Hello. of this book. Yeah, yeah. And it's deep, man. It's deep. I read it. I, I couldn't put it down. I mean, I, I read. I mean, I read the, the insert, you know, a little bit of the, the coming attraction, you know, when the advertisement of it mm-hmm. on the website, and it sounds like it's really, really deep. And a lot of you guys don't know that Antoinette and MC Light actually battled back in the day. They were like the first females that battled back in the day. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they had. They was on wax. They were the first females battling on wax. So you know, we we gonna talk about that. Whether we you know go back into how that history was made. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe not. But we'll get into it. Nah, because you got Roxanne and Sparky D. But that's another story. Yeah, that's but we'll, we'll clear it up because Antoinette's gonna be in the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She but I, I, I know that you know there's a song that she had that she actually came at um um MC Light. You know what I'm saying? It, oh, yeah. it, was, a, it, it was it was it was a dope joint. You know what I'm saying? And it was called back, Lights Out. It went back and forth a few times. Man. It was it was it was crazy. But when you find out why it all happened. Which I'm sure, you know, she'll be happy to share when we talk about it. It's going to bug you out for anybody that doesn't know what sparked that battle. It's crazy. And we also got another brother um, from the South. You know, I always got my people from all over. We got another brother from the South called Extraordinaire. He's going to be in the building. He got that joint, Go Me, definitely doing his thing. Um, you probably heard him on a joint with Project Pat before. Uh, he did stuff with Killer Mike before. He did a few things. So he's going to be on the show a little later on in the show. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we're going to show. The one thing I want to talk to you about is uh, I want to talk to you. First of all, the topic of the day is um, we got we gonna want to know who is smart. Men or women? That's the topic of the day. <laughs> Who are the smart one in the relationship? Is the men the smart one or the women the smart one? So Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, everybody across the board, I want y'all to tell me who the y'all trying to get people one. strangled and put in time out and all kinds of stuff. But let me tell you something. people might be honest and be like, some guys might be like, you know, the women are smarter. Some women might be honest and say men are smartest, but women don't like to say men are smarter for some reason. It just seems like if they say men are smarter, you know, yeah. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just seems the women have to be smarter in this world. We have. I to, mean, we're dumb in some aspects. A lot of aspects, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I do think it's a quite a couple of dumb women out there, you think? You don't think so? Just as all dumb men? There's nah, all... more than a couple. <laughs> so you let us know how you feel out there, all right? Everybody out there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And um, you know I always talk about Donald Trump. Well, good I don't know. Trump. Good old Trump. Well, right now, Donald Trump is having a Twitter fit. He's uh, basically, all he really almost today, 
team said to try to tell Jeff Sessions to stop stop the 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 what's the name, investigation. <laughs> he tweeted that. So, so he's tweeting the dude to just to stop it. No, to back off. To back off, and so now they're investigating and looking into that. If that is is an obstruction of justice. Here's the thing, man. I, what I'm getting a little tired of. I don't. I, I won't even act like I know what all the steps to take to get a man out of office. But I'm tired of hearing about this man, and I, I feel like I just want to take a nap and wake me up when the man is out. <laughs> we live in a dangerous times, man. We don't live in a strange times that people have to stick together, man, and people have to realize that this is not normal times now. It's trying to be separation, but, you know, the strong will survive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, the strong will survive because there's more. It's, it's, even though he has his own following, he got a good percentage of people that feel the way he feels, there's more of us that feel differently across the board, not just one race. It'd be all the races, you know, combined together, feeling one good way. So that's America. So we're going to win. America always wins. This just is a tough time. We've been having it good for a while. I guess, you know, our democracy had to be tested. You know, yeah. we had we haven't had been tested like this since Nixon. And now we had to be tested in the social media era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we can learn how to get forward through that and do more. You know what I mean? And be secure through that because we, we didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you this, though. Whether he goes to jail or not, him telling his story, <laughs> do yo, I'm sorry, man. And Rudy, he's a loser that can't lose. He can't lose. He's a sore loser. And Rudy, Rudy, what's wrong with Rudy Giuliani these days? Rudy is like the retarded uncle, like the uncle you need to leave in the back room. You know what they be like? Don't let uncle come out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rudy became the uncle. Slide his plate under. The you know, slide his plate under the door. Somebody gotta feed him. You know what I'm saying? Rudy became the uncle. Like wow. He just be saying crazy stuff. He don't even helping Donald Trump. Some of the stuff he say, I would have shut him down early. He always say something and make it worse, and he got to come back to, wow, I didn't really mean to say that. I meant to say this. Yeah, he, man. he be dry snitching at the same time. I think he's just trying to cover himself. I really think so. Well, once you get to the age where hair starts growing out of you, <laughs> and he spits all the time, like, he spits every time he told you to be spitting. Every time you see the announcer, they be way far from Rudy because Rudy be spitting all in their face. <laughs> then he did. I don't know. Rudy's gone, man. Donald Trump is gone. There's a bunch of crazy old men in the White House right now. Yeah, man. and the old men that got sent, they don't even let them rock. They don't even let them rock. But you know what I want to do before internet comes. Mm -hmm. I want to play one of our songs. Yeah, man. I want to play the joint that I was telling you about, The Lights Out. Yeah, you want to start with that? I want to start that now, because I want to boom. Oh. I want everybody to know, because there's some young kids out there that don't know how much a lyricist she was. You know what I'm saying? And I want them to see that she was a real lyricist. So, all right, all right. You know what yeah, I'm going to do? Yeah, man. I'm going I'm I'm yeah, to give you the fox that rocks the box. Or you want never get enough. Or you want the boss. Which one do you want? Who's the boss? Huh? That's fine. You got with the boss? You want the Who's the boss is that fire, man? All right. That's one of my favorite joints. That's fine. All right. So let's 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 get let's make let's give them who's the boss. Let's make sure who's the boss is on and uh we're gonna rock who's the boss. Now, who's the boss was how many who else was a female that had a video out there? I think Nightbus on Pepper didn't have one, did they? Did they have one? Yeah, yeah, they have videos. They okay. were in one of her videos. Oh, right? yeah, they yeah, were. They, they came were. before her. Oh, that's right. They were out before her. Yeah, yeah. I thought they was all out there like the same time, but she was a little bit earlier. 
No, no, she she came out a couple years after. Okay. Oh, was first with uh with um what was that joint? Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's the name of that song? Yeah. Tramp. Yeah, Kid and Play was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they was all down in the same camp. Oh, yeah. Pepper through the camp, right? That's what your man, who was it? What's his name? Herbie? Herbie, Herbie Love, Love Bug Machine. Whatever happened to that dude? Next Plateau. I don't know. He was a producer. He was a serious producer back then. He had a lot of heat. He had some heat. All right, so are we ready to uh, rock the Antoinette? Uh, are, we still, are we still? <laughs> All right, so once again, I'm going to give a couple of shout-outs before we get into that. We're going to give a shout-out to Jessica Jimenez. She's in the building. Shout-out to Big Jess. What's up, Jessica? Yes. Shout-out Elizabeth Sharice. Shout-out to you. What's good? Good-y. We see you watching. All right, so come on, give the shout-out. You know, you know how we do. Matter of fact, I should give you our way. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be a wave. Okay, I can't get a wave. Well, I'm wave like this. For real, you know what I'm saying? Wave like this. Make sure y'all go to the, uh, the website, stirrupthepot.live. Um, shout out to my man, Scott Richardson. He's in the building. You know what I'm saying? Well, Scott. Um, once again, we got Antoinette will be in the building in another, say, 20 minutes or so. You know what I'm saying? She will be in the building. Uh, we got some dope joints for her. We're getting it together right now. we in the building live from Harlem. All right, so I know some of those yeah. people seeing us. They y'all seeing us look down. Them people right there. The way y'all keep looking down. Oh yeah, that's true, you know man. We ain't giving y'all no love. You know what I'm saying we gotta show them. We what not supposed to be looking at. What's up, everybody on 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 Stitch, Twitch, whatever. We got we on Stitch, Stitch Twitch, neighbor. Man, we ain't on Snitch. We, <laughs> we don't play that Snitch game. So whatever that is. But um, are we ready yet? Huh? Take it a look. Well, we just gonna, well, you know, we're gonna do, we're gonna rock, we're gonna rock for everybody on Blog Talk and everybody on the on the video side. We're gonna keep talking to you. All right. So let's get it going. Who's just, the boss? Who's the boss? Let's get that. Lyrics. Who's the boss? It's our nighttime, Good morning, Internet. Your rivals of competition have devised a deadly plan to eliminate you. Your mission, with the help of your allies, Gangsters Incorporated, is to destroy the competition. Our sources tell us that enemy agents and assassins have been planted everywhere. Trust no one. A timed explosive has been secretly planted on you. This video will self-destruct in three minutes. Good luck. Now here we go, hug your stereo, it might pump a jump around Don't rush the town, be the town, run it in the ground A pick of their yard, the harder they pull, or well they sell The record could sell, even if you gave them away Free, oh honey, you just don't want to be a rap star And now you're trying to front on me, but kids can play to suffer When the beat is on, and the going gets tougher when the heat is on I'm so over and I'll be keeping it kept on Me like a rap breakout, I'll get stepped on Step child, you just running it Internet is like running it, yeah, damn I can do that, dead, pick up your head, cause I do that Internet, wearing no shorts, giving a loss, but telling you who's the boy Internet, Pepper, 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 
rhyming to they over their round. <sighs> that was something that Yo, was a no no in the early days. Listen, now, what is, well, how do you feel about it? I hate it. And then, and this, this one, this one made clear. Now, I, I'm gonna shout out one of our one, one of my Bronx legends, Karis One, and he made that clear. Him, he and D Nice were artists that even when they went on Soul Train, they wouldn't lip sync. Don Cornelius had to set it up so that they could spit live because lip singing and rapping over your vocals, yo, to me it's like, all right, if 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 I'm hearing your vocals under it, I might as well just play your record at home. If you in front of me, give me something new. Give me some nuance to the record. Give me some energy. Don't have the support of your vocals under it because you running out of breath. You don't have breath control because you punch in every four bars in the studio. Or those excuses you don't high. Or as one guy was like, yeah, but the crowd sings along with the words anyway. I'm like, so what? Like, just because, okay. Because they're saying that the, 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 the audience today accept it. My thing is, if you feed somebody steakums and all they ever had was steakums, they're going to like steakums until you give them a cut of some port hours or filet mignon, uh-huh. and I bet you they won't want to go back to that ever again. I you give them you. one good show without some background vocals flying through the whole song. Mm-hmm. And- I, I actually 100% agree with you. I think it's really personally that a lot of the artists today is lazy. The artists today don't want to go rehearse. You know, back in the days, you know, we used to rehearse, you know. Brothers oh, yeah. used to go to rehearse. Brothers used to book rehearsal halls. It's not just rock and roll dudes. with do that run DMC. All these dudes was rehearsing. They used to put their show. And there used to be a, something called a show that. And when it showed that, mm-hmm. everybody used to have that specific that. Run the that. It, 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 it was made to your specific show. You changed the beat here. You changed the beat there. And showmanship was brought. If you dropped the microphone, you had to know how to flip it. You know what I mean? Spin off and pick up the mic. Dudes had to know how to pass each other the mic when the mic is dead. He might not be sounding this loud on that mic and pass on the mic. You know, it's not like that now. Now it's just a uh, hundred dudes on the stage and one dude making a lot of noise. And they all jumping or dancing like... Yeah, and, and, you know? and I'm not against the whole generation. No, no, you know what no, I'm no. But everything we gotta, changes. But we got to call out things for what they are. Yeah. The performances, I'm sorry, man. If you got your vocals going while you there, yo, you got a problem, man. Like, I could see if you throw in an ad lib on the track so that maybe you know you're going to run out of breath there, uh-huh. but the whole song... No instrumental? Yeah. No TV track? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And and and, and, and why you got a DJ? Yeah. You know, dude be there. I got my DJ. The DJ ain't doing nothing. All he doing is pressing the button. DJ push button. DJ push button. Press the button and be going iPod, like he doing DJ something. DJ iPod shuffle. He really a hype man. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> he really only working the microphone. So, you know what I'm saying? My man Keep Polite was a real DJ. Yes, my man sir. Keep Polite was on the stage of CBGB's really scratching our music when we were yeah. doing our thing back in the day. So shout out to Keith Polite. I see you out there, Keith. Shout well, out man. to Mary Watt, Maria Watts in the building. I see you out there. But yeah, that's 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 a fact, man. And, you know, and again, man, I'm not I'm not because okay, every stage of hip hop. Cause you figure like every seven years, pretty much is a generation of hip hop because it changes so much. Seven years before, it sounds nothing like the next seven. So. This is the growing pains. These 17, well, a little less than 17 years. I think about 2005 maybe is when the change really happened. It's a growing pain. Somebody, like I think Drake is at that brink of figuring it out. 
there's going to be others that's going to figure it out on how to really give a great song, a performance that pretty much everyone can accept. Because you yeah. take somebody like Biggie, by the time Biggie had his second album, Biggie. My, my pops was singing his songs, reciting the lyrics to me. My father, when I would spit a verse, he'd look at me like, mm. this man was reciting Biggie lyrics like like he was at the club, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so at some point, they're going to figure it out. Right now, it, there's still the growing pains of what the style is going to fully mold into. So let's let's take the kid six nine. He just did a song with Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. What you feel about that? I heard a part of it. Looks like he's trying to cross over to a new. The video got him trying to be, you know, it's still six nine ish, but it's like he's trying to show a Playboy side of six nine. What do you think that would do for his career? Well, I mean, he he has to make a a a, a turn anyway. Like at some point as an artist, you can't just be the antics guy forever. Because it's going to get tired. You're growing with your audience, but that, that audience is going to mature too. So you got to mature along with them. So if you're running around doing what, what, trolling and everything, after a while, it's going to get tired. And I think he realized that. Plus, he realized, man, he was trolling a little too crazy. We got kidnapped. And it stopped. And it, I mean, I, I don't know if that was staged or not. Yeah, you I was, I was that wondering. Was if that was staged, you know, he, he's, I think he's the, the master marketing and, you know, publicity stuff. I can't like tell that. if he's bruised because he's tattoos. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, it, you know, it's the way he does it, you really can't tell. But he's the master. He's a young dude who found out how to master the, the, the independent game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the dude got five platinum records, five Billboard songs independently on Spotify. That's an amazing accomplishment, even if you don't like it. Oh, yeah. And then I got to ask this. When you think about his antics, had he not done that, would he have sold as many units as he has? Like, this is the the the, the world we're living in now, where there's so much material. Everybody is a star. Yeah. What's coming in? Uh... Well, we're going to play a song right now, and we're going to come right back. Uh, We're going to get back to y'all. We're going to play a song from a guest that's coming on our show tomorrow, my man Corey D. Walker in the building. Uh, This is Don't Do It. We call him Sosa. He got his new project coming out, The Sosa Way. We'll be talking with him tomorrow. So uh, let's let's get into one of his songs, and we'll be right back. Beach Through Radio. DJ Big Stu and the Kappa. We in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Make sure y'all tune in tomorrow. My man Corey D. Walker will be in the building. We're going to play a lot more of that. But in the building, as promised, the legendary, uh, the legendary, the veteran, the lyricist, what you Pioneer. Mean? The pioneer. We have her in the building live. Antoinette is in the building, y'all. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we, we definitely want to thank you for being on the show. Um, the first thing we want to do, we want to ask you this. Um, we want to say, when was the first time, being that you're a pioneer, when was the first time hip-hop touched you? Like, when was the first time you knew you was going to be an MC? Well, the first time hip-hop touched me to the point where I knew I was going to be an MC was when I heard the Sugar Hill Gang. We're rapping mm-hmm. like So that was the first time, and it was because when I was young, I used to write a lot of poetry. Mm-hmm. And when I heard them, it was like, now I could do my poetry to music. So I love music, mm-hmm. and it just gave me the outlet. Now I can kind of spit over the music and still do what wow. I love on both fronts. So it was at that point in time that I knew. And then when I heard um, the Sequence 3, I think they were called, Angie B and yeah, Blondie, yeah. right? And they had that song. I call it She's Get Up. I don't now, really even right? know the type. Yeah, Angie Stone now. So when I heard yeah. them, I said I had to get a I had to get a rap name, right? So I, I didn't want to be Antoinette. So that, I got my first rap name, and it was Annie C. So, so that mm. was my name back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, why C? Because everybody had names like Dizzy D, Dizzy B, Kumo D. So I had to be Annie C. It just made sense. <laughs> it just made sense. <laughs> Who who gave you your first shot? Like, which playground you first rocked in? You know what I mean? Like, which first time you took the mic? As you know, and was and how? And was you scared or was you ready for it? Well, interestingly enough, the first time I took a mic wasn't in the playground. It wasn't at any of the jams in the park. Um, it wasn't until several years later where I actually took the mic when I started rapping with two of my friends, and we would call the Feminine Force. Mm. And the first show we actually did was out in Philly. We mm. did that show with, what's his name? With Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Oh, wow, okay. Before he before he was anybody either, he was like this little slim guy up there. He's rapping. You know, we're rapping. And he was doing the thing. So that was wow. the first time I actually got on the mic, and I think I gained comfort in knowing that I wasn't alone. I had my two friends with me, so I think it was different than my going out as a solo artist with all eyes on me. Hmm. Now, how did you get to the point to get a deal? Because it was really hard to get a deal back then for for men. And, and then, you know, for to be a female, you know, how did you get a deal, like, you know, and, and, and get to the major deal status like that, actually? Well, I think that everything happens for a reason. And what happened was, for me, I did a demo tape. The demo was I Got an Attitude. My friend Fat Doug, who I was in high school with at the time, he went around and he was shopping my demo. And we met up with this guy, Jay Ellis. Well, he took it to Jay Ellis. Once he took it to him, Jay took it to Next Plateau, which is the same label label as Salt and Pepper. And according to Jay, and I can only go by the story that he told me, according to him, he was playing my demo for Eddie O'Loughlin, and it was one of his friends and the president of Next Plateau, and Herbie overheard it. He was there. And Herbie came in and he said, who's that? I want her on my album. So that was in September, and I was the first single that dropped in November. So, I mean, in a matter of two months, I hit the streets. 
Mm. So that was quick. Yeah. And Absolutely. and you was already and right and after it hit the street, you how soon was that after you started going on those type of tours that was going on back then? Well, I, I haven't been on a lot of tours. That that was one thing, and that's like in the book that I wrote. So the book is all that glitters, and mm-hmm. it depicts my life from when I was a child, and through my music career, why I walked away from music and everything. And in the book, I talk about not being able to do a lot of shows because at that time, Jay Ellis basically controlled everything. And he was saying that, no, you can't go out yet, you need to wait, you know, suspense is good. It didn't make sense logically, but that's what he did. Wow. So why do you, I don't know, probably a hard question to answer, but why do you think he felt it was better, or did he ever explain why he felt it was better to hold you back? I don't think that he understood hip-hop. He mm-hmm. used to manage Gloria Gaynor. You know, I will survive. So yeah, I guess yeah. with that song and stuff, maybe he withheld her from some of the clubs for a little while so that he could get more money because she was in popular demand, right? Or he did whatever he did. So based off of his history, I guess, in the industry, he made that decision, but he didn't understand hip-hop. You know, when the same thing when it came to me and the whole beast with MC Light. He didn't even want me to respond. My hands were tied for a long time. So yeah, I we were really talking about that a little earlier. We, we, we were talk, actually, actually um, we were speaking about that battle you and MC Light had. Yeah, right? yeah and, 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 and that's what I think a lot of people didn't understand, that because um, I had read some articles about it as well, and they were saying the next plateau was against uh, any kind of battling, and they were going to restrict that. Now, hearing what you're saying, you know, that, that backs up that, you know, that, that they tied your hands. It was like having a fight with, with with your mom holding you while the other person's still swinging type of thing. Exactly, and people didn't realize that. So that's when you had all the rumors and stuff, and then when I ended up walking away, people kind of associated it with that as if someone, you know, came in and, and took my career from me or some nonsense like that, which is ludicrous. Yeah, and that's exactly. why it's important for me to write my book, too, you know, so now people will understand exactly what I went through and why I made the decisions that I made. Now, in the book, do you tell how the the, the, the beef started between you and MC Life? Yes, I actually do. And it's funny because I didn't know exactly why. So uh, consider this. I, I'm in high school. I get this record deal. I'm excited. I hear my record on the radio. A couple of weeks later, somebody's, like, coming at my throat. And I'm saying, why? I had no idea why. And it wasn't until several months ago that I found out exactly why. And I found out by watching a YouTube clip where MC Light was explaining what transpired. Because I never knew what the conversation was in her camp. So she talked about it. And that's what I wrote in the book. And come to find out, the beef was not hers. It was something that she was pushed to do by her team, and at that time, when I say team, I'm talking milk and gifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, really Light like, and I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, good, I'll follow up. No, MC Light and I never had a personal vendetta against each other. Never. So, so yeah, so this is a break it down. It really, and it's funny, because the first, the first attack was beat, was, was beat by, uh, 10% diss, and it was Sam Beatbiter. And really it broke down to, okay, Milk and Giz, um, 
accident that had an accident while sampling impeached the president. Really, if you the real story with that too is um, Daddyo was actually the one when you load your, your 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 samples onto the sampler. Sometimes in the older um, systems, your samples may end up on the wrong pad. So he triggered a sound that was maybe a horn, and it ended up being impeach the president. And the way it was restarting, they were like, "Yo, we could do something with this." So that's how that came about. Now Herbie. You know, of course, you hear something dope like that, and you kind of do something in the same vein. So he did his own chop of the impeach the president drums, and then they got upset and said, well, she's a biter, but Milk and Giz can't go after a female, so they they yeah. went to light, right. and, and then blindsided you, <clears throat> pretty much is what happened. Yeah, but what's funny is that you can't be a biter if you both use an impeach the president. And that's first of all. Um, secondly, I'm not a producer. I don't make beats. Mm. So and probably I mean, back then, neither did she. No, she didn't. She yeah. didn't make beats. No, she, she didn't make beats either. What I'm saying is that whoever produced her made the beats. Yeah, Herbie yeah. produced the song. So mm-hmm. I really had nothing to do with the beat except for the fact that this is what Herbie gave to me to rap on. Yeah, it was a, it was it was a, it was quite a decision. Have y'all ever contacted each other, you and Light, and and ever talked about it? No, um, I had the opportunity of actually meeting her at the Queens of Hip Hop in Atlanta back in mm-hmm. March, and that was the first time um, that we actually were together in the same room. Um, and I took a picture, so that picture I, I posted. It wasn't the greatest picture of me, but because of what it represented. I put it out there, like, on my Instagram or what have you, and we got a lot of hits, and it started to circulate. But we had a good conversation, and like I said, there's no animosity or anything. I mean, that was many years ago. It is what it is. It's over. <laughs> you know, we moved yeah. past that. And, yeah. and Light has went on to become somewhat iconic as a female rapper. I chose a different path. I walked away. But at the end of the day, we're both sisters in the game, and, and it is what it is. Now, what... what um. What was the what inspired you to 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 do a tell all? Because you you give you give a lot of details about uh, about your life from the music to to the to almost the present. Um, mm-hmm. What 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 inspired you to to want to do that? What inspired me to be completely transparent was the fact that I wanted to help others. I felt that the things that I went through wasn't just for me and that a lot of times people see you when you walk in a room and they size you up based on the way that you look, the clothes you wear, or what have you, but nobody knows your story for real. And sometimes your story parallels the person looking at you and they become envious They want because of what they see and they want to be you, but they don't really want to be you. They don't understand Also, being a survivor of a lot of different situations, I wanted to instill hope and inspire people to let them know that they can make it through those situations. And ultimately, my book I would like to use as a catalyst to facilitate the much-needed conversations. I want people to be able to talk about it, to open up, and to begin a healing process so that they can start living and stop just existing. I see in your book you, you, you speak about 
the transition of becoming a mother from leaving the music game to becoming a mother, you know, a mother of children and stuff like that. So how was it hard to leave the game when it when it finally, or was you ready, or was you just that fed up with it after that point? I left the game because I was fed up, because when I started rapping, I already had a daughter. So I had my daughter when I was in high school. Okay. And it's funny because like, a lot of people didn't realize that, I guess. But I was a teen mom, so I already had her. It was what I was going through in the industry that made me decide to walk away and just go get an education instead. Yeah, yeah the industry is a dirty game. Now, another thing people don't know, well, I guess they can know just based on your 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 wordplay and your choice of words, but, you know, she's definitely no, no, no dummy. She's the... The, the the career paths that you've taken, there's people that only get like one career. What you had? Three? <laughs> yeah, I've done a couple of things. <laughs> I tell people right. I've been a lot of people and a lot of places on the way to who I am. Exactly. Do you ever feel like you want to make new music now? Like, is it still in it that you ever feel the urge to go say, you know, I want to go make some music or make a song? Yes, well, actually, right now I'm working on new music, along with okay. DJ Scratch and IG Off and Fat Doug. So right now, oh. on, on my Instagram page, which is underscore who's the boss underscore, I have a little snippet of something that um, Scratch and I did. Oh, thanks. Yeah, Scratch, he posted it first, and I just snatched it off his page and reposted it. And it's funny how people are still checking for me after all these years because I didn't understand what I meant to hip-hop mm. until I came back. I didn't feel and, and I appreciated. I didn't feel I had recognition, nothing. That's what's up. And that, that's what was so crazy, you know, that the fact that, that you know, when you, when you, people were thirsting for new music from you, when when you walked away from it, and mm. it's just weird that 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 had had people approached you and said, "Well, we're looking, we can't wait for you to put out new stuff," and you just didn't really believe that they meant that. Um, well, I guess for me, people have approached me. Some people thought I was on in '96. I actually did a verse on one of CRU songs on their Dirty Thirty album. Mm-hmm. And some people said that it was a teaser, like they thought Antoinette was coming back, and then I just disappeared again. But Yogi yeah. was my friend, so I just he asked me to do it, so I jumped on his on the song. But at that time, I, I toyed with the fact of coming back, and then I, I just every, just life happened, and it was, just wasn't for me. And I really didn't think that I'd be coming back. And what happened? was there was a DJ, well, his name, he is on um, Facebook, and his name is DJ DeVito. He took mm-hmm. one of my old pictures, and he posted it on Facebook, and he found me because I was flying under the radar for years. He tagged me, and people just started coming out the woodworks, and everybody was commenting, and that's when it started to hit me. I said, people do care about me. I, I do mean something to hip-hop because it's so many years later, and people are still checking for me. And then yeah. after that, I started having conversations with people in the industry. And K-Rock, he said something to me. And he was like, you know, they that him and Light, they were overseas. And when she got, K 
came off stage, somebody was like, have you seen Antoinette? What's going on with Antoinette? He said people were still asking for me even at some of the shows. And he was like, you know, people are thirsty. People are looking for you. You need to come back out here. And so I started hearing all of this stuff, and then I started going around to a couple of events, and I started talking to some of my peers. And I was like, yeah, I I need to do this. And plus, it's something that I loved. So it just kind of ignited that fire that was laying dormant. So now I'm ready to go. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something about you real quick. Mm-hmm. As as an artist and a performer, um, here's the thing that separated you back then. And I, I think another mistake that the, that the that the team made back then was not really knowing what they had, and what they had was a a, a very talented woman. Your voice is off the hook, first of all. Even when you're just speaking, like you don't even need a beat behind you. Like your voice is off the hook. I think you have one of the best. Rapping, speaking voices, ever. I can't. I can't think of anyone else to compare. If I'm talking in, in the, with females, but even just amongst rappers, period, right? So the next thing is, you had uh, as a serious lyricist. No one would say, "Well, listen to her, oh, she's a female." No, you just, just like, yo, look at this, right, look at this, this MC, like, right? Yeah, MC. And then here it is. Here's the and here's the kicker. A beautiful woman with a hard edge that still was feminine along the whole way. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. I'm not trying to knock and trendy. And not. trendy still like you know. Yeah. There's a lot of videos. You know, one thing I realized about you and for that is you you had a lot of videos out back in the day. Yeah. For, a lot yeah. of artists didn't have as many videos as you did. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I'm not knocking on any other artists at the time, but I'm just saying, you you were one that had a hard edge but was totally feminine at the same time and not everybody was able to pull that off. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. you know what I want to do, though? I got a couple of your songs because we got some, you know, we got a, a different generation out there right now. So we want, mm-hmm. you know, instead of me and Kappa talking, we want them to hear what we're talking about, if you don't mind. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't mind. Um, so I got a couple of joints I want to ask you what was your inspiration of before, you know, when you wrote them, like the Never Get Enough joint. That was my joint. I really used to like that joint right there back in the days. I used to bump that. Um, what was your inspiration when, when you wrote that? Well, Never Get Enough, understand that being on Next Plateau, I mm-hmm. felt that I was actually even harder than that song. That was just something I wanted to have fun with because they were kind of looking at that salt and pepper type music. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, you know, let's do something that's a little happier. Um, and I like like you were just saying a little while ago, I don't think they knew exactly how to market me. Mm-hmm. So they were, just, they were trying to make me softer, a little softer than what I actually was, where who I was was fine the way that, it, you know, I was. But Never Get Enough was really just, was just a lot of fun. We had the beat, and it's like, you know, let's just knock this out and do it. And so that's, that's what came of it, just artists, you know, creativity. Who directed the video? Um, that one, I'm not even sure. It was some, I think some students from, like, NYU, because we did it at NYU. Oh, Okay. Well, for all of y'all that don't know about it, just check this out. This was a hot joint back in the days. This is Antoinette, Never Get Enough. We're going to come back and keep kicking it with Antoinette. This is Deep Stew Radio, the Kappa, Antoinette, DJ Big Stew. We in the building. The book, all that glitters. We'll be back to talk more about it. Yes, sir. 
spelling. I mean, I was alright until this jerk tried to pinch my butt. I'm gonna snap the ball. Yeah, he's well, bugging yeah. out. Bugging yeah, out. I see what you're saying, because, honey, these days, some guys, honey, they just never get enough. Oh, no. I'm saying. One, two, here we go to Washington, D.C. I think 
today in hip-hop, I personally feel that every artist has the right to express themselves how they want to. It is a freedom in that. And Mm -hmm. so as far as the young people are concerned, what I do is I respect their hustle because you have a lot of people that are making money hand over fist, and and they're doing it on their own. So I respect that and and everything. And so, like I said, you know, I have nothing but love for the young people out here in hip-hop today. And I just think the bridge that brings the two together is respect, and it has to go both ways. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, I, I, I would say, um, you know, I'm not sure. I, I respect it. I don't, I, don't, I don't have to necessarily, I won't say I don't like it. I would say some of it is not for me. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I can't even, I can't even judge the actual uh, content because if it's not for me, it's just not for me. Uh, you know, if, if I'm not drinking Sprite, I'm drinking Coca-Cola, then that's all it is. You know what I mean? But out of curiosity, yeah. if you could work with somebody today that you'd be seeing out there, who would you, who would you wouldn't mind working with if you had the t- chance to work with them? You know, I'll be honest with you, I don't know because I listen to music and I don't know half the names of the people that's out there today because it's almost like I feel the artists come and go so quickly. Because yeah. I listen to my kids and I, I hear something. I'm like, who's that? That sounds all right. And they tell me a name. Sometimes the name is long. I can't even pronounce the name. And then um, I'm like, okay, who's that? What happened to such and such? Oh, now, no, now it's, it's this new one. So the kids, it's like it's just switching up so fast. It's not like years ago where you had like a rock hymn and you going to play that whole album for a couple of months. You know, you're going to keep rewinding the tape into a pop. That's what we used to do. Mm-hmm. So what I hear today is there's so much music out there. You know, if somebody's on SoundCloud or here or there, it's just flooded with so much stuff that it's hard for me to just pick and choose which one or who. Yeah, that's I true. I remember who's who. You know what I mean? It's like, so, mm-hmm. I mean, when I listen to music, I'm listening to Scratch Vision Radio. I'm listening to Rock the Bell. So it's like certain things because that's what I like. And that's what I grew yeah, up on. You know, that's what I know. So... At the same time, of course, I'm open, and I do hear other songs, and I like some, some I don't. And I'm quite sure everybody has that. You like some things, some things you're not really feeling as much. But as far as doing, uh, you know, calling out a, a specific artist, I couldn't. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, just switching back on to the book, which is now available. It is, it is at a website. We'll post a website. Um, it's all that glitters, you know, what I wanted to ask you, um, you 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 touched on um, domestic abuse. Um, not even touched on it. You went into depth on it, and I know it's 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 very important for you. Like you said, you use your story to help to help others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. For for people who are around that and don't understand what's happening, like how could a family member help once well, the they find out that something's going on? Well, when you think about it, in order for somebody to be helped, they have to want help. So the truth yeah. of the matter is, as a, as a family member, you can try to talk to the person, you can ask them to please try to reach out for help, give them examples of what's going on, tell them stories, 
to bring things into reality for them and how they can really um, get hurt and the residual impact of domestic violence and how some people don't make it out. There's a lot that you can tell them and inform them about. You can even equip them with the number to call when they're ready to call, but you can't, you know, make them dial that number. And that's what's hard because you love somebody and you're watching them go through, but your hands are tied. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there's really no, there is really no easy, simplified way to 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 fix that situation. It's like the 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 victim has to come to that realization that they're a victim. But so, I think they know. Well, sometimes you know they say they don't. They think they deserve it. You know, oh, you yeah, know what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> instead of knowing that you don't deserve it, you know what I mean. But, right. I mean, I, I, I mean, from the experience of somebody that I know personally, they, they was thinking they deserve it. It took them a long time to realize they didn't deserve it, you know? Right, because the abuser will make you feel that way. I wouldn't do mm-hmm. this if you didn't do that, and you start to believe that. You know, maybe if I wouldn't have said that, it wouldn't have happened. When you mm-hmm. don't, and you don't think that it should have never happened. It never happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard. Do you tell people how to, like, step away? Like, do you give people advice on how to, you know, like, how to go to take the first step in the book? In the book, what I've done is I've I've listed the domestic violence state um, coalitions in the back of the book. So no matter what state you were in, I gave you a number that you can call or a website that you could go to to take the first step. Now because I felt that people needed that. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you feel that you know you now? You, could you would you be the face like like the hip hop? Because it's really not nobody really stepping up as on 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 the hip hop. I mean, there's people that stepping up saying about it and talking about don't do it, but nobody that's actually trying to be the face of that movement. Can you see your face be be the face of that movement, like taking it nationally? And even though it's even though it's national, but not really in hip hop, it's not really it's, it's talked about, but not talked about enough. Yes, I see myself as the face um, to stand up nationally in regards to domestic violence as a hip hop artist. I'm actually I just recorded a song, and we're getting ready to remix it called "Stand Up," and that's what it's about domestic violence because I think that it's time for somebody to stand up. And to say something, because like I said, in in hip-hop as artists, we want people to see us a certain way. How many people are willing to expose themselves? In order for you to say, I don't imagine how you feel, I know exactly how you feel because I was you. And that's where I'm at now. I hear you. Well, I I tell you, this, this book, when I picked it up, I really could not put it down. Um... I read it pretty much straight through. It's just one of those kind of reads, and it's like, especially when it's someone, you know, that, you know, besides me knowing her personally, she is my cousin, for a full disclaimer, you know, that's my cousin. Besides that, just as a fan, because I, 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 of course, you were my family member before you were a rapper, so you were my family first, and then I was a fan of you second. To see that all compiled into this writing. It's it's a very good read. Like and and I think like you said that you you you're you're using this to help people and I think anyone that reads it, you'll get something out of it. 
because you you either know somebody that's going through this or you may be going through it yourself. It's very very much worth to read. Um, t- can you tell them which uh, where they can uh, get your book right now? Yes, they can purchase it on my website, which is therealantoinette.com, and they can just hit buy now. Now, if there's anything that you want the world to know before we let you go, every and I and I'm a, and I want you to explain the lights out song because you know we got to play that. We can't let you leave without playing the lights out song. So we got to get a little deep into that one <laughs> before you go. But if there's anything else that you want the people to know about, you know, what about what you're doing, the book, anything, can you tell them right now? Well, I just want to leave people really with something. And it's something that I came to the knowledge of through my process. So I want just people, I want to sow the seed in um, people. And I want everyone out there to know that what somebody does to you is not indicative of who you are, but instead it's indicative of who they are. And sometimes it's not not what's wrong with you, it's what's right with you and what's wrong with them. Because I have so many of uh, my brothers and sisters that's looking in the mirror thinking that something's wrong with them, when sometimes it's nothing wrong with them. People are doing things because they want to. Okay. Strong word. That's powerful. Now, lights out. Yeah, we're going to play that song. We, we know that. Yes, was that Many people yes, say that was your response back to MC Light. Was that true? Okay, so, and, well, it's lights out, party's over, so it's about MC Light. But what happened was it just got to the point where, as I was stating earlier, the people in my camp didn't want me to respond at all. But the streets kept talking, so I kept getting smacked and smacked and smacked. And it was like, we have to say something. I have to do something. So finally, they gave a little bit of leniency, and they allowed me to do that particular song. But it probably would have never necessarily been my first response at all, you know. Um, but it is what it is. And that's the song that was on the album in regards to MC Light. Gotcha. Well, well, my 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 pardon word. I wanna I wanna shout myself out because uh, there's two pictures of me in the book. There's me with hair. She advertised <laughs> There's me with hair and there's me currently with no hair. And I, I, I'm glad to have uh, made the book. <laughs> yes, you are in the book. <laughs> The book, the book has a lot of artists in it too. You know, a lot of artists. It seemed like it was a lot of good times back then. Yeah, some yeah. of this is current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once again, we want to thank you, man. And you know, you got a home, your family. You know, you got a home here. So, um, you know, just keep us posted. And when you get that new music, please send it to us. We let us be the first to rock that. I sure will. All right. So we gonna go out with lights out. Right. We're going to put the lights out. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, All right. cousin. And uh, this this was that joint that a lot of people thought was the hottest joint coming out of MC Light. It's called Lights Out. Antoinette will get into it, y'all. All right. Love you, cuz. <laughs> All right. Hot damn, you're the whole. So, yo, pull up your zipper. This ain't how you like me now, I got the ripper. You swing, you swung low, and now you sucks up. Mm-hmm. Yep, you fucked up. Antoinette support, get straight and remember that. I just don't miss, cause I ain't a friend of that. Sally wag, that pump to get half had. Don't get upset, home girl, just get mad. You're a lightweight, so it's easy to jump teeth. A 10% this, here's a 100% beat. So get closer, and try to figure how. You was a hype before, but you look like a now. And that's factual, cause I got action. 
Fuck G U. Here's a four leaf clover. Meanwhile, lights out. The party's over. Lights out. the program, work to her. They try to get this, but I'm slow and drop a blizzard like Christmas. Just one of my, um, season's greetings. Right? Yeah, to help the needy. So pretend I'm a hit. You catch it, a present for me to you. Now wrap it and bandage. Cause I do damage, and if I do say for myself, I do manage to make a record dope, even when I'm distant. I move right, and now you're left missing in action. Or should I say action? Cause my satisfaction's a when I'm hogging it, I hold you like a jail cell, and you're the dog in it. And when I think you're like my dead dog rover. Yo, yo, lights out. Yeah, the party's over. Lights out, Lovely, I'm fed up, so I had to get rude. Now who's puffing with a bloody attitude? Yeah, man. So, so, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that to be in the mail soon. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, bro, let them know where you're calling from, man. I'm calling from Chattanooga, Tennessee, a.k.a. Chat Town. My name is Extraordinary, Extraordinary Great. I'm here representing by way of Cashville and ATL and right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So just, just sending, sending love to y'all and uh, looking forward to talking to y'all real quick. Yeah, man, that's what's up, man. Yeah, man, so, like, how long you been in the game, bro? Like, you know, how long you been doing what you been doing? I've been I've been in the game a good 15 years. Um, I started out with a group, Black Smoke Inc. We dropped an album down here in the South. It got a, it got a good buzz. Um, we've gotten, like, Matt Murder Dog Magazine, Double XL, a lot of uh, Ozone Magazine, a lot of different things like that. Um, and I started out actually producing um, so that's my first love, and so I've been doing that since I was 12 years old, um, and so I've just been kind of just cultivating that uh, most of my life, as well as just being an artist. It just it what ends up happening is I can't ever find an artist that uh, put it out the way that I put it out. So um, even though I'm a producer, I'm still pushing this music, you know, these bars. <laughs> If you will. So it's kind of like one of them things. You make a hot beat and you just can't find nobody to rock it the way you exactly. would rock it. You say, you know what? I'm going. I'm going to keep this treat for myself. Well, and you know, it's not being greedy. It's just like I'm. I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like I'm looking for. You know, because I'm a I'm a student of the old school golden age, all that. And if I'm making a certain beat, you know, I'm listening for. Um, I'm listening for what the artist will bring to it. You know, I want to hear topics. I want to hear lyrics, you know, and then I want to mess with the production. So a lot of times I say, let me just do this myself. And at the same time, I'm selling, you know, I'm really selling my production, you know. So it's just like, let me let me get this out the way it needs to be got out. And then from there, people can see the potential of what they can do with it. That's what's up. Now, who are some of the people like that influenced you? You know what I mean? Like, who are some of the producers and rappers that influenced you to do what you do? So I go back to like um, Larry Smith and Rick Rubin and Marley Mall, all that, all that classic stuff. And then you know, you move up, you see the, the, the Tribe Called Quest, Q-Tip, and them, Dilla. Um, and then I'm from the South, so. All that messed into what I do. So, you know, shout out to Organized Noise, uh, Beats by mm. the Pound, uh, you know, so all that, all that, Dr. Dre, of course, DJ Premier, um, Alchemist. I mean, so my, my, my influence is just so everywhere that what I try to do is if I make a down south beat, I try to think, what would DJ Premier do to make this even more, you know, uh, Dope, you know what I mean, but still be yeah. in the vein of what I'm doing, you know what I mean. So that that's always uh, the challenge, and, it, and it's fun. It's like putting together a puzzle for me, you know, um, making something that's going to be relevant for these youngsters, but at the same time appeal to my hip hop spirit of just making good music, you know. Yeah, you made some joints with some people, man. You know, let them know some of some, some. You got some. You featured on some joints with some good artists, man. You know, out there, man. Yeah, ain't no joke. Let them know some of the people you featured on with. You got um, songs with. I I, I did a, uh, a, a Obi twice with uh when he's with Shady Records. Um, wow, uh, Lil Boosie, um, Killer Mike, uh, D, uh, Project Pat. Um, did a mixtape with NSO with DJ Dilly out of Atlanta. 
Um, I'm going to forget somebody, but um, working on a project with Bubba Sparks. Um, ooh, I, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Um, and I've been, I've been blessed, you know. I've been blessed. You know, I can look back on it and say, whatever ended right now, I've been able to work with some, some top-notch people in the game, you know. So, and, and for me, it's always an event I've toured with, you know, and, and toured with, like, Yin Yang Twins back in the day and, uh, before Big Crit was even on, you know, I remember meeting him as a young guy, and you know, he was just a little bit younger, and he was, you know, I could see where he was about to go with it, you know, and it's, so it's always exciting to be in the game and just witness the growth and how things happen, even behind the scenes. There's so much stuff that you don't see behind, you know, ordinary people don't see behind the scenes. You know, we got a lot of that insight from Antoinette just a second ago. A lot of stuff behind the scenes that you don't see, but when you know to be behind the curtain and just see all that stuff is so it's it's just as it's it's almost exciting as making the music for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, didn't you just come off tour right now? Right, you was on tour not too long ago doing something, right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We were touring, and um, I was touring with uh, NSO. That was a, a group of uh, some artists from Atlanta, um, in the Tennessee area. And we were just, you know, traveling and uh, in Atlanta, hitting a lot of different places and just performing, doing shows like that. And that was fun. Uh, and, it's, you know, it's exciting because, you know, you got to meet a lot of legends in the game. Uh, Kilo out of Atlanta, performing with him and some other people. Um, it's just always exciting to get out on the road and share your music with people, um, especially uh, I, the excitement for me is to be on the edge and, and people not necessarily know your songs. So, like, for instance, years ago, I did a show, uh, TJ's DJ's, at this place called The Moon, and I remember being backstage, and uh, there was a guy, he was T- ended up being T-Pain, he was like, man, y'all look scared. They can boot everybody off of the stage. Uh, it was, uh, not, no, not, uh, it was uh, the guy used to be with the firm that left. Uh, I can't think of Cormega. I think it was Cormega. Oh, Cormega. Yeah, all these people... Yeah, it was a, he was like saying, man, they booed everybody off the stage. Y'all going to, you know. And we ended up doing our thing at the show. But but it's always exciting for me when I'm presenting new material to people, winning them over to what I'm doing. You know, it's a challenge. But at the same time, just studying the game and, and being in the game long enough to see what techniques work and all that stuff. You know, I, I even though I'm representing kind of, I'm like in the middle of, the bridging the gap of the old school and the new school, I still look at, you know, the MC status of, you know, you got to move the crowd. It's more to it than just being on stage. You got to involve the crowd, bring them into what you're doing. Um, and so that's that's so exciting to me. And I look forward to getting back out and doing some more shows here soon, too. Mm. Now, you got this song, man. I want to ask you this duration. I'm going to play it, one of your songs. Um, it's called What You Said. What was the inspiration of that, man, that song right there? So, that was one of those beats that uh, I, I made it, I, and I heard the sample that I was going to flip, and I just and I ended up just writing to it. And, like, even in the verse, I say something about I'm making beats in my bed, you know, and I just go from there. Um, it was just something where I was like, I was writing it, and then I said, this would be a great song to link up with uh, Killer Mike on. Um, so I yeah. had the song presented to him, and uh, he rocked it with me. He killed me, which is that's that's cool, you know. Just like Jay Z said when he had him on his song, it's his song, so it's a win. But you know, he's a he's a he's a he's a killer Mike machine, you know what I'm saying? So 
uh, love that song, you know, and uh, he went in. I did my thing. No, I went in. I ain't going to front like I didn't, but he just came and killed me. But the thing is, you know, a lot of good bars, a lot of good, you know, it, you know, it's a fun song. You know, it's not really about anything, but at the same time, it's about, a, you know, it's about that connection, those lyrics and the beat, you know. So, yeah, that's that's one of my joints right there. I love it. I like this joint too, man. We're going to play that. This my man extraordinaire, the great with Killer Mike in the building. This joint is fat. It's called What You Said. We're going to do this. We're going to be right back. Deep Stew Radio. We yes, in the building. I liked it, and I knew we was trying to take it over the top. And, you know, of course, he came behind me, and 
and fed off of my verse. So I just felt like, yo, but I appreciate that, bro. I really appreciate that. Because, uh, yo, uh, Killer Mike, Killer, when, I, when I cast that and got him on that, like, Killer Mike was like, yeah, you know, that was, so I appreciate that. I really do. Now we got another joint we called um, The World Go Round. What was the inspiration on that song? Well, what happened was I got to work with um, Four Finger Set group out of uh, Tennessee and Chicago, actually, now. Um, and they, they had a song for me to remix um, with Project Pat. And what was cool about that was I was like, well, shoot, I'm going to do like Pete Rock used to do back in the days and throw me a little verse on there. Um, and so it was just it was just exciting to kind of put another, another spin on the song that they already had um, and also um, – be able to uh, just twist it up a little bit and put some on there a little different, you know, add my little spices on it. I got some more stuff going with Project Pat that I'm working on in the future, so I'm excited about that. But this is just a good precursor to that. You know, we had that song. Uh, shout out to Project Pat. Shout out to Four Finger Set. Shout out to Chicago. Shout out to Tennessee. Shout out to everybody, you know. But, yeah, that, that's my joint right there, too. I, I really had a good time with that one. Now you know you work with Project Pat and people like that, like and you and you've been around for a while. Now if this was something in hip hop, before we get into the song, I want you to tell people, man, if it was something in hip hop that you could change right now, man, what would what would you change right now? What you don't like in hip hop that's going on? It's it's something that I want to change, but I know that I can't. It's just being able to bridge the gap, um, because for an older head, uh, it's like we want you know. Bars, we want lyrics and stuff, and then for you know, for the youngest people, it's about the vibe and all that stuff. And I just wish that it was easier for the, the gap to be bridged, so that people that are the older in the game that are doing it, that are older than me, and, and set the stage for what what's coming off, can see, can always get that respect. I I see it getting better, but it's just like, you know, like I remember I, I heard like Daddy O, um, who called Stetson was talking about you know doing his thing. And it's just like these people like set the stage and didn't get the props. I'm mean, not necessarily the props; they get the props. But it's the game is so it has a formula now for winning. Back in the day, people didn't have that formula. You know, the great thing when I, when I go back and listen to stuff is you can tell people were making it up as they go along. And uh, I just I just wish that uh, that bridge could be gapped to where people because we're the only genre that, that doesn't respect my elders. You know. Uh, rock and roll, they they still rock with Led Zeppelin and all that, and I and I, I'm not saying that's across the board true for everybody. I mean, I know Rock him and certain other artists get their respect, but it's just like it should it shouldn't even be a uh, it shouldn't be a question about okay, these people did did it when back when they were saying hip hop wouldn't even last. So if anything, that that's one of the big things that I that I see just bridging that gap so people can you know respect. The 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 um the opposite ends of the game of, of what came before and what's coming after it. That's a big thing. I respect that, man. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna get into this joint, extraordinary, the great with Project Pat. This joint is fat. It's called We World Go Round. We're gonna be right back. Be Stu Radio with more extraordinary, the great in the building. Let's yes, do it. I'm about street cheese. Make my world go round. Make my world go round. Make these homes 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 go round. Make these homes
you know, I'm coming from the South, and I know performers that's working down here, but I also, because I listen to everything, I try to I try to push that envelope, bring something, you know, a little new to the table, still palatable to, to the listeners of what today is listening to, but I know that the people that have been listening to the music and have archived the music, they want they want more than just a formula, you know. They want something that's going to push those boundaries. So I always I do that for myself, just as much as for the listener because I'm I'm a listener too. So for me to be able to appreciate it, I I hold those standards up for myself to be like, let me see what I can do to push it a little bit further, you know. Now, if you could work with somebody out here, man, that's out here now, younger generation, who would be one of the younger cats you wouldn't mind working with right now? I mean, it's going to be easy to say your, your Kendrick Lamar's, your Big Crit. Um, so those guys, you know, that are, you know, right in in what I'm doing, you know, uh, I really appreciate those people because they got lyrics and bars. Um, but, there are a lot, you know, there are a lot of people – uh, that I really just appreciate. Um, and those two are the ones that come to mind. And I know as we go on, I'm gonna think of a lot more, um, especially like um, a lot of the, the uh, MCs that that are coming and they're saying some different things. Uh, like uh, there's this kid named Vince Staples that I like. Um, it's a, it's just a lot of people that. And don't get me wrong, I I, I produce for whatever artist the artist needs. So it's like. You know, I look forward to working with somebody that might not have, per se, bars, but they have flavor. They got a style that I can work around. Uh, so mm-hmm. there's just a, just a lot of people like that that, you know, that I keep my ear to um, that that I really would like to work with in the future. Now you got the song um, Go Me, man. What's the, that's your new single, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, um, and what was like the inspiration on that? Well, when I did that, it was just it was another one of those things where I made the beat. I kind of the the hook was a verse actually, and I ended up making you know when I I said so many catchy things, and I said okay, let me just make that the hook. Um, and it was really about even though I'm here in a in, on a platform where it's not as elevated as as it once is, and I mean don't get me wrong, there's still people that are saying some things. You know, I'm I'm in a position where I can dumb it down or I can you know get lyrical, you know, and so I wanted to just kind of make a statement, one, that, you know, I can do this, and I might end up doing some of that, you know, uh, some some more upper level where I'm saying some things and just some party and bullshit type stuff, you know what I mean, but also it was just for me uh, a declaration to say I'm finna go in, I'm finna do my thing, I'm finna turn up, I'm finna, you know, celebrate myself um, just as much as uh, the artists that I'm helping out and producing, you know, uh, so that's that was that was that whole ideology behind that, you know. All right, well, this is Scrawn there, the great. We gonna come back with him and finish up the interview after we do this song right here. This is Gold Me. This is another hot joint. Make sure y'all go out there and get that, man. We gonna be right back. Beef Stew Radio. We in the building.
Y'all niggas, y'all niggas, y'all niggas know me. Got so much self esteem, I be like, go me. I'm so Missouri State, I mean, you better show me. Nigga, don't give a fuck, ain't even blow me. Ha, protein when I'm lifting weights. Doing shows, going up and down the interstate. Been the greatest store the since I was knee high. Like April 2020, bitch, we high. Told him I could double down or I could clown on him. Any stage from the club to the auditorium. Brought it to him courtesy of my kinfolk. Now it's time that I repay him tenfold. It's starting now, I'm like Eureka through your speaker. With the voice, meet the compliment, the whoopers and the tweeters. I put it in. I'm easy, easy, in between, greasy, greasy. I'm making big moves, nothing itty bitty. I done bulls, I done bulls, I done bulls, it's too much. So the y'all, when I'm doing my field rush. Move at my own pace, with my own race. See a three left ahead of y'all, cut in the chase. To the point, the only way that turn me on like a light bulb. It's a half, three or four bras, chilling in the hot tub. I done seen it all, y'all, some Stevie Wonders. Wonders, wonders, wonders. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas, y'all niggas know me Got so much self-esteem, I be like, grow me I'm so Missouri State, I mean, you better show me Nigga, don't give a fuck, ain't even blow me Ha, protein when I'm lifting weights Doing shows, going up and down the interstate Been the greatest store the since I was knee high Like April 2020, bitch, we high I like girls that don't be frontin' when they want me Hunting me down, begging me to throw that D Fit perfectly in any socket Donating dick like that pussy was a non-profit Y'all ought to stop it, man, I'm a prophet Plus I'm cocky, I'm a big deal, y'all might be shopping Stay out the nuts And when I'm into D's, I don't mean the captain Put me on stage and watch what happens Shit, niggas don't want it And even if they want it, they don't want it You waste your time if you ain't trying to postpone it You need to tell your team to cast it this moment I'm a real nigga, drill nigga, slash role model Since I sit the gears and in the game full throttle Y'all niggas know me Got so much self-esteem, I be like, go me I'm so Missouri State, I mean, you better show me Nigga, don't give a fuck, ain't even blow me Ha, protein when I'm lifting weights Doing shows, going up and down the interstate Been the greatest store the since I was knee high Like April 2020, bitch, we high Y'all niggas know me Y'all niggas, y'all niggas Y'all niggas know me Got so much self-esteem
Well, man, yo, yeah. I want to thank you, man. I'm, I'm, first of all, before I even let you go, I, I want to, um, I want you to tell was there anything that we ain't touched up on, man, that you want the world to know about Extraordinary the Great, man. I want you to tell them right now while you got the chance. All right, check this out. You can find me Extraordinary the Great on Facebook, Instagram, it, and then it's Extraordinary with a spell with a three on Twitter. Um, check out my people, Circuit Ninety Four Beats. I hear voices too. We got a single dropping with Tony Grand's What You Want. That's coming out Friday. Circuit 94 is my just straight-up hip-hop production crew, so y'all got to check them out when you get a chance. Shout-out to OZ Wild Out. The Wild Out remix is out right now. Check that out. That's just some, some stuff that I did for the for, – I produced for some people right here in Tennessee. Y'all got to check that out, some, some next-level stuff. Uh, Shout-out to DJ Dirty Laundry. I got a project that I'm picking, about to complete with him. And shout out to Lil White. My next single on everything is going to be featuring him. Um, and that's basically it. Yeah, I just appreciate the opportunity to get on here and talk with y'all. Definitely. No doubt. Now, we're going to go out with one more song, man. You got this joint called Vito Thot. <laughs> I, I don't know if I pronounce okay. it right. No, that is, that is crazy. Because uh, I had it playing on a radio station one time, and the dude just messed it all up. He just studied it all the way through. But Tito Thotty was, it's like a little a little saying that people used to say, Tito Thotty, big head, little body. Like, you know, like the little dozen okay. thing that people, you know. So what I did, I just flipped it by women, you know. So Tito Thotty, good head, good body, something like that. So uh, Tito Thotty, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little party song. I tried to I tried to infuse a little, you know. My inspiration for that song actually was uh, an old school song by a guy named Diamond D called Sally Got a One Straight Mind. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so even though uh, I was, I made a, I made, I made it a party song. I was still trying to, you know, put something in there to to make people think, even if they ain't think. Because I got a lot of, you know, stuff that's going fly with people's head. But at the same time, that was the inspiration for that song. Charlie got a one track mind, Diamond D. Just a little known fact for the listeners out there. They can go back and check out Diamond D. Because like I said, I listen to the old, I listen to the new. I'm just I'm Yeah, you're going to crazy on that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the art form, man. I really do. And as a producer, um, I just you know, I just pick up on everything, you know, and what worked back then, you know, you don't just just discard it, you know, it's a lot of lot of winning uh formulas that people came up with back in the day that they still apply. So yeah, that was that was uh, inspiration lyrically on that. You know what I'm saying? Now the beat is completely different but that was a hot beat, but I just did something a little bit more clubby, you know, and then just try to infuse some of those that that story in it, you know. Well, that's what's up, man. Well, brother, man, thank you for being on the show, man. We appreciate you. You definitely got a home here in Harlem, man. Keep setting them joints to us, man, and we're going to keep rocking them. Definitely. I appreciate you. We'll do, we'll do that. All right, so that was extraordinary, great, y'all. He's in the building. We're going to go out. We're going to end the night with this joint right here called Tito Tati. I said it right? Yeah, Tito Tati. Tito Tati. I'm sorry. I'm Tito Tati. I'm going to bring that to Harlem, man. Yeah. Tito Tati. Bring that to Harlem. Right. Tito Tati. Big head, little body. Big head, little body. Tito Tati. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of karate. A little bit of karate. Yeah, a little bit of karate. Yeah, just in case of what they say. Y'all be got to say, yeah. Great job, man. All right, fam. Up there, the whole thing, yo.
Once again, Beef Do Radio, we want to thank y'all for tuning in. Thank thank um uh Scrollnair the Great and then uh, Scrollnair the Great, thank Antoinette for a great interview. Thank all of y'all for tuning in on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch, all 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 all, all the things. Uh, Stitcher, tune in. Acast, I can't even announce to everybody. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. I love y'all. We love y'all. Beef Stew Radio. We're going to go out with this joint right here. Tito Tati. Big head, little bodies. Little bit of karate. That's what we do.
Try this piece. Try this piece. 